Rotten Tomatoes has this movie that which was directed and created by Zack Snyder at 25% by the critics and 63% by the audience. It has influenced by many genres and movies, which is so easily noticeable. It is Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, currently streaming on Netflix. Welcome back to the Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Where we give you a review at least once a week. Spoiler alert. So Rebel Moon's Part 1, A Child of Fire, which is a long-ass title, which is very influential by George Lucas's long-ass titles for his prequels, which I thought was asinine back then, and I think this is asinine here. We saw it together during the Christmas holiday. Now, let's go over quickly into... The credits. So like I mentioned, is directed by Zack Snyder. Writers is Zack Snyder, as as well as Kurt Dunstead and Shay Hatton. The cast, huge cast, but you have Sofia Botella. She played Cora. She was in Kingsman. She was in also Star Trek 3, Digimon. And so he is Titus. We know him from multiple films, but Shazam, he was the wizard. As screen, he was Atticus Noble. He's Francis from Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, Michael Wisman. He was Gutter. We've seen him in other movies, but I think it was in Game of Thrones. Yes, he was in Game of Thrones. Benidona, Nemesis. She was in Sense Eight. She was in the Korean zombie uh, show Kingdom. Holy crap! Okay, I did not know this, but Ray Fisher played Blood Axe. He was Cyborg from Justice League. Yo, I did not recognize him. I did not recognize him too because he looked like he bulked up. Big time. Charlie Hunan, Kai, he was in Sounds of Anarchy and some other shows, but that's what he's known for. Anthony Hopkins as the voice of Jimmy. I'll say it right now. My favorite character. Daznar as Tarek, and which was Tarek. When, when I hear that name, I think of that. I think it's a comic book called Turok. In a, in a game. Right. In a game, right? So I, oh, when I hear that, I think of that. Frey Fee, he was Velociraptor. He was Cora's father, and I know I said it wrong, so sorry. Cleopatra Coleman, she was Devra. She was Lot Axe's sister. Stuart Martin was Den. This movie is influenced by sci-fi shows and movies. He's seen Star Wars being one of them. Also movies, samurai films, Seven Samurai being one of them, and it's very clear there, as also the anime that we know of, Samurai 7, has the futuristic approach to the to the lore of the seven samurai and this is futuristic we've seen other shows like the mandalorian where they do episodes that are very influential of akira kurosawa's work a yojimbo being one of them in the mandalorian here we have similar but it's seven samurai where a bunch of people gather together to help protect a village or to prepare a village to protect itself but in this movie the first one it's about that collection of those heroes. Sure. What was your initial thought? I think for me, well, you already know who my favorite character is, but this movie is visually stunning. But that being said, I want to say now, Zack Snyder is the American cinematographer, American director, as John Woo is the American uh, Asian director of Asian cinema in the sense of the heavy use of slow-mo. Okay, so I heard this comparison and I think it's very accurate. Zack Snyder to slow-mo is like Michael Bay to explosion. I understand that. But the thing is, like, who else we know in 
cinema, Asian, American, what have you, mm-hmm. that love slow mo, John Woo. Fair, fair. Hard Target, Mission Impossible, The Killer, Hard Boil. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I bet in Silent Night, his latest uh, American direct, uh, direct project, it probably has mass slow mo in there as well. I'm just surprised there wasn't pigeons here or doves in this movie. There was one big bird. Is that the same? Unless he was using it as a homage to John Woo. I don't know, like say so. it would have been white. Very true. Like so, I mean, yes, this movie is very stunning. is 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 beautiful to watch. I I did enjoy it. Is it amazing? No, I had to say that. Film. Yes, it's a very good popcorn film. Uh, the action is good. I mean, granted, the last part is a little unrealistic. Okay, like listen, I'm all for I'm all for women fighters and her- women heroes. That's great. But you have a guide who is half cyborg. Okay. Like, you don't know it, but inside, he has, like, you know, we take his, the pack of his head. He has a metal skull, like, where you can inject throttle, like, like the, uh, the Matrix. Right. So he's, like, has, and he's getting beaten up by a girl, by a human. All, 100% human. And not fall off that, that rail, whatever that thing was, that, that was hanging in the air. I mean, they did give, like, the exposition that she's, like, she was the most dangerous soldier of the, uh, of the, empire yeah but that's different i mean that's you could you could be anyone and portray the empire if you will i mean she became she was the ray of this story true i thought when you were describing that scene i thought you were going to talk about the slide she slid underneath the entire spaceship was it an angle or two or maybe not i don't know but it was just at an angle but the thing was like she did a slide like it was just like maybe three feet big mm-hmm. out where she was sliding underneath and the thing was built like a sky like a skyscraper yeah there's a lot of Unbelievable moments here, which 100% did not make sense to me. But that being said, being a sci-fi film and a fantasy film, okay, sure, go with it. But for me, I think it should have been handled differently, in my opinion. Especially, this movie is long as hell. Like I said, it could have been a lot shorter if he freaking cut down his slow-mos. It could have been easily a 90-minute film. I heard there might be a director's cut. Oh, I hope not. Like I said, Jimmy was the, my favorite character. And he, I think he had the, the best scene. It's when the girl that he befriended in the town, he considered her a princess or a queen. Yeah. And he hasn't killed anyone or that, not, not him himself, but that machine, the 3CPO, or what's that machine called from Rogue One? Because that's what it reminded me of. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember it, but it used to be an assassin droid. It was a soldier machine. It just right. stopped killing Al- right. after their king had died. Was it a king or queen? No, I'm sorry. After the princess died. Okay, because right, they were like in charge of protecting her, to my recollection. I don't know if they were in charge of protecting. They were in charge of protecting the king. Uh, let's go with that. Okay. My favorite scene is just with him. And like I said, he, had the, the, he was the character of the least screen time, or one of the main characters, I'll say less screen time, if you consider him a, a main character, is when the, the girl he feels is the princess of that town. The innocent, and, as it were. Right. And the Empire, or in this case, they can be more, they can be Nazis. They can, they can call them Nazis. Because they, they were dressed like Nazis, pretty much. Almost like carbon copy. He's threatening that he'll take her out, that the Nazi. And Jimmy is just looking there, staring. He picks up the gun. He stares at the gun. He looks at the girl and the guy that's holding her hostage and just fires. I was like, we were shocked by that because the way it was so subtle, 
you don't see no, any uh, any preparation or any sign that he was going to do it. Right. Because and the blaster's laying flat in his hands for the most part. And it's not oh, yeah. at an angle that you would say, oh, he's not taking aim. It wasn't an angle, but not in a subtle, not a dramatic way that you can see a big difference. Exactly. It was a little angle. And then he puts the gun down and runs away. <laughs> and you're like, he's going to be one of the seven. And then he runs away. It wasn't. Well, he may be because we had a betrayer. We had, was that disciple that backstabbed Jesus? Judas. Yeah, we had a Judas cyborg. He didn't make it, right? Right, uh, Blood Act. Do you have a favorite moment? I did enjoy the fight scenes more than some of the other. Like, I like the bar fight scene. And, and I think she had better technique in the bar fight scene than she did in the bar, as far as fighting wise. Which was a good scene, which which led up to Jimmy coming in and, and saving the day. But her fight scene with the guys was pretty good. I just find it funny, though, because they have the guns, but they don't use it. They go. They end up going hand-to-hand combat. And those who do have the guns, like stormtroopers, they wait to shoot. They try to get up close to shoot instead of where a gun or a rifle, what have you, has his strength in his distance. You can't be up close on someone. Even though you may hit him dead blank, but it's like by getting up and moving close, things can happen where when you have a, when you're at some distance, you have some uh, time for reaction or better time to hit or shoot, if you will. Right. I also like the introduction on Nemesis uh, with her versus a uh, spider queen, we'll call it. Yeah. I did and I didn't. I found it too long. I don't know. Like, it was just, I, like, that, I thought it was cool. Right. But the thing is, like, she's sliding underneath the spider several times, not once taking out the leg. True. Not once. She hit the body. She hit the belly once. Where all these times she's sliding, opportune time to do it. I thought when she hit the belly, that that was going to be it. Like the inner right. will just drop out or something. But no, she's supposed to be the the skilled fighter of the of the crew. They didn't show that here because a still a skilled warrior would not waste time. Mm-hmm. It will dissipate the threat as soon as possible. Well, they also explained her afterwards, like, she's an assassin. She killed, like, 17 higher generals in right. and, and their entire crew that was with them. Like, Okay, and? Again, if you're disagreeing with you, I'm just saying that, right. like, yes, she should have been able to bet a, a quick kill. Even if she's yeah. a retired assassin, it should have been a relatively quick kill. Now, do you have a weak moment here? Plenty. Okay. <laughs> I already mentioned the thing about the skyscraper fall. Yeah, yeah um, right. that that one just it was going to bother me to the end of time. Overall, it just doesn't feel anywhere original. I mean, like you don't need something to be original to be good. Like I was watching it with you, and I was like, "Oh, this is Soldier with Kurt Russell." Right. Yes. Yes. And then the other one was what? The other one was uh, with Mario Van Peebles, I think. Tell Sono. So no, yes. And because, uh, like, uh, for those who don't know, Soldier's a uh, big call out is basically you have a kid who was raised to be like the ultimate soldier or warrior. Then they, a new, the new branch or whatever uh, order comes in, kicks that one out, or they get, they escape, they get picked up by a village, and they now find peace. And then the old group of uh, military shows up, and now they have to protect that village. That is essentially what we just ran into here. The difference is they took that and now they add it in the seven samurai where like, okay, we need to hire seven more or however many more 
soldiers or warriors and then bring them in. We didn't get more of the general, the genius general, Titus. We didn't get anything on him other than they go to the arenas to meet him, and he looks like a drunkard that's just laying in the dirt. We don't get no backstory other than he was a genius general. And I'm like, that's, I was interested to find out more. Like, we got way more introduction for Turok or Terror, the nemesis. Not so much for Blood Axe, but Blood Axe wasn't near that. Right. I also want to mention real quick, does he have, like, the father who was played by Corey Stoll. We know him from Ant-Man. He was Yellow Jacket. Uh, and also that Corey Bowers. Uh, huh? You, you, you're talking about uh, Moda. Other village. The father of the village. He's the head of the village, yeah. Uh, right, but I call father, like biological father. No, no, no. They call them, they call them father uh, out of respect. Mm -hmm. And you also have Carrie Ells, who was the king. And we know him from Robin Hood, the Mel, Brook, the Mel Brooks comedy, The Princess Bride. The first Saul. True, but you see him in flashbacks and not much of him. But still, he was in it. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of full pause here where I think that, well, here's the thing with Zack Snyder. Even though he can shoot beautiful films like this one or Sucker Punch, he has issues with editing. It does feel chopped. In some parts. In some parts, it feels chopped. But again, the editing of the slow-mo and all the stuff. But like he'll put one piece which is meant to be or fits better in another area. He puts over here, which makes really no sense. He did a lot with um, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. He did with Sucker Punch. He may have done it with Watchmen. That's just one of his flaws. And when you when you have the power to direct things, and you know when Netflix, like people like Netflix gives you the power to do anything you want, and sometimes it's, it's the wrong move. Sometimes you need to be surrounded with uh no people instead of yes people well you said this yourself as much as you love the george lucas universe you don't want george lucas all hands on deck you want him to like start something and let other people finish well yeah you know that's why we have empire strikes back yeah which is considered better than the original or return of the jedi which is a good closing of the original trilogy mm -hmm. it may not be the best one but it's, it's a really damn good one in the sense of telling Luke's and Vader slash Anakin's arc in that aspect. I can't really say or pinpoint so many full paws except for some of the, the fighting like I mentioned. But what really gets me, which I think is a big mistake, is to keep Atticus Noble alive. I think they should have picked someone else, a successor. Oh, I called that too. You <laughs> did call it. And I said, is he, he's the Darth He's the Darth Vader. Right. He's died. He, he dove while he was tossed off that so hard. And so high. And when he landed, he should have been, he should have been like pace on the ground. He should have been not solid like he was with an arm here and a leg there. He should have been like flattened easily. He should have been part of the rock. They bring him back in. And then the two references that we got from there was uh, Demolition, Demolition Man. He, he was in the same exact position. And the Matrix. Yeah, when Neo's found in the tube, before, you know, when he, when he awakens. I just felt like it would have been better. Like, okay, fine. You get the information. You extract it from him. And then you put it into another being or another commander who seems more dangerous, more threatening to them. Or even the father figure, the one that erased her, supposedly. Right. Well, he's the one that get, he's the one that's giving order. But it also felt like Captain Marvel in that scene where he's talking to the leader 
Yeah, it's like a mindscape. He's hitting the ground, the ground's starting to break the ice, and then he hits it again, it starts to get more bigger, there's the the, the destruction, hits it again, and he falls in. So it had that, that scene with the high intelligence in Captain Marvel. Yeah. I mean, regardless of all these flaws, it's a fun movie. I mean, it, the characters are interesting in itself. You have people who have something to redeem, but at the at the same time, you don't. Meaning, like, you want to get revenge, you want to make some money, come with us. Yes. And that's kind of weak. I mean, it's kind of like that in Seven Samurai, but not really. Oh, I didn't see a Toshiro Mufune character, because in Seven Samurai, Toshiro Mufune was a character that very loud, very obnoxious. He had a big ass sword. I thought it was against Blood Axe, but that wasn't it. Blood Axe was more calm and fine, more. He was level headed. He was honorable. Until he came down to taking down a spaceship and then he jumped at first. Yeah, he, he had the motions, uh, got the best of him. But like in Seven Samurai, Toshiro Mufune's character, he like befriended the kids. He, be, you know, he cares for them. Where he showed before that, it was all about him. I didn't see a character like that here. Did you? Now, maybe if anything, it would have, it would have been the pilot. Then he turned into Judas. Yeah, I mean, oh, and they had that actually in the second movie, possibly. Yeah, but you also have um, those machines like that capture them. The other two, like uh, yeah. that, that Beetlejuice statue. Yeah, it had that same kind of look, but this time, well, yeah, like because in Beetlejuice. Captured, I think, Catherine O'Hare was captured in the thing. So they're almost similar. That death thing, though, when they, they use it from back here, and again, like the Matrix, but in the sense of pulling out to kill someone. Actually, it wouldn't kill them. It's to paralyze them. But the thing is, that one guy, it went through his neck. No, that's what it was It was designed to do, is to paralyze them by severing their spine at a certain vertebrae. And then he's like, you just get rid of them afterwards. And the big guy that fell after that happened, it broke skin. He did not say anything. His eyes were open as if he was dead. True. I don't know how they, like, it's, they say it's to paralyze him, but that's the exact. Oh, I understand that. But that, I think that was like more extreme. Now, is this worth the watch? I would say so. You know, for a popcorn movie, I'm glad it wasn't in the, I was going to say that. Now, is it worth the own? No, it's not. It's, it's, it's good to watch. Maybe one and done for some. For me, I'll probably watch it again. I'll probably watch it again before the part two comes out. But the, that long as that long as title, why do people do that? Why do companies do that? It that doesn't need it. No, I still watch sign part one or just Rebel Moon. I don't understand Child on Fire or just call it Child on Fire because that Child on Fire is her. She was a child. Remember, she was two. I was thinking maybe the princess because remember the princess had powers or whatnot. Right, but she's not on fire. Neither was she. I'm just saying a shooting a sense like that. Covered in dirt. Right, but the princess was the one that could bring things back to life. Yes, and she was glowing at one point. So maybe maybe it's about her. Like it, it just makes it more confusing if the title doesn't. Right, but I mean, you can call it Rebel Moon, you can call it a child on fire, but the whole damn thing. Also, who did that? Uh, Harry Potter, but also The Hunger Games. All this. I was like, Jesus, just give it just simple name. Like, I don't call episode one, Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace. I call it The Phantom Menace. I call it Attack of the Clones. I call it the, the Revenge of the Sith. I don't give the whole damn freaking 10, 12, 20 word in the title. It's George Lucas screwed us over or screwed us up by doing that. He started it. 
And now everyone is trying to follow that. And it's like annoying. Sorry. It's just it's got an event. <laughs> Apparently. What's your score for this? So again, to go back to uh, Rotten Tomatoes, is 25% by the critics, 63% by the audience. I would give it in the 60s. I would give it 65 being generous, 70. I mean, I have seen worse, a.k.a. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. What about you? What about your score? 67. Fair enough with me. Dad will up. You haven't seen it yet with him? I mean, granted, it is, it is long. It's, it's a long movie. It needs to be cut. We just got through the creator. He, like, he, loved, he was stayed up for that. That's visually beautiful, too. I know. Which would love it? <laughs> uh, it's only because of strong female lead. Yes, I know. All right, guys. That is our movie review. Movie or action review? What would you say? Well, action movie. All right, guys. That is our action movie review of Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire. Have you seen it? Let us know what's your favorite moment. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I'm Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you, too.